<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Awful, awful week in the world of professional wrestling, but we are here to cover it all, good, bad, ugly, and indifferent. My name is Chris Mindell, the Reaper Joe Black. We make up Sons of Slam. Welcome, everybody. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Hit us up on Twitter, Sons of Slam Show. How are you, sir? I am doing well, considering. I mean, kind of struck us all mm-hmm. by uh, by surprise. And... Um, there's no other way fitting for me to do this. Okay, recording. so before... Even though it is 316 day. Oh, yes, so happy 316 day. Uh, but before we get to that, I just want to let everybody know, recording on Zoom, my video is on, Joe was on, now he went off to make a quick change, but he has a reveal for me, which will I, I will convey over the mic. So when you turn your, your, your camera on, we get to see what... Or I get to see what your... About to show me here. So, what do you got? Ah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I even, I even got the drip out. You know, I had to show respect. Yeah. I don't have that many gold chains, but you know, the black, I figured I put on my one. He's got the black and white NWO. Very nice. Yeah, Very nice. yeah. We got some. Just it went from like, from sad to like insanely sad in the span of two days. And uh, I had a glimmer of hope in between there. Three days. Yeah, well, that twelve-hour span from the time that you knew he was being taken off of, like, by the time it was confirmed that he was taken off of life support, and then from the passing. So I, I can't imagine if you listen to our show that you don't know already, but uh, Scott Hall, Lazo Ramon, passed away from complications at the age of sixty-three. We will get into all things Scott Hall. Uh, I just went through like his entire Wikipedia, is uh, like a retrospective of his career, and he got around. Like as far as like his his wrestling career arc, man, he was all over the place. Um, he was in the AWA, going all the way back there. AWA, NWA, um, NWA, not the not the rock group. Um, if there was to be one pro wrestler in history that would be a part of the NWA, <laughs> it would be. It would be Razor Ramon. It would be Razor Ramon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll get into all that. We'll get into all things 
well, not all things SmackDown, but the only thing that mattered on SmackDown um, with another uh, big boy in Big E. Um, and then a couple things outside yeah. the ring. Uh, but uh, I, I would like to, uh, just because of those two names. Hello. Uh, I would like to. Uh, Is that I, the anonymous Raw General Manager? Anyway. <laughs> That was Horns, that was Hornswoggle. He's under my table here. Um, what awful! <laughs> also thought to be Stone Cold at one point. What? <laughs> put that in. Put that in as the uh, one of the worst. We always talk about the worst uh, gimmicks and, and storylines. Put that under uh, at least top five worst. Uh, worst long arcing storylines. Storyline, storylines of all time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Raw General Manager. Um, happy three sixteen day, everybody. Um, if you haven't gotten your your drink of choice, your your IPA of choice, please do so and uh, yeah. raise raise one up to Stone Cold. Yes. You don't like an IPA? I don't like IPAs. Mm. I don't like. I don't. Mm, yeah, no, I don't like them. Okay. The process of the IPA, just like the process, uh, it's, it's, and the taste, it's just uh, I don't know. I can't. I can't deal with it. It's too. It's too aftertasty it, for it, me. It is a. Acquired, it hits me in the jowls. <laughs> it is an acquired taste, and I don't like it. Anything that hits you in the jowls can't be good. So it is an acquired taste. With that but, being uh, said, as soon as we stop recording, yes, uh, I will be purchasing the pre-release of the Broken Skull American Lager. Why do I think that that was so? It's this is a whole new Broken Skulls beer. The whole so Broken Skull like it used to be El Segundo's Broken Skull IPA. Mm. That was the original. That was what. That was what Stone Cold was pounding back when he came back to Raw in the Thunderdome. Okay. Or the beginnings of the Thunderdome, whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. Now he's releasing an American lager, which is just a straight-up beer, brewed, tried and true in America. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my redneck comes out. You really you really went, went the super redneck. like Yeah, only it Amer- comes out sometimes. Only American beer, that's what I drink, for sure. Yeah. It's like an Irish guy that comes from Ireland, but he's like 20 years removed from being there, and sometimes you just hear it. Mm. Or like Charlie Hunnam in uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Mm. Like, great redneck accent. Sometimes Australian comes out. And... But English, close. But English, yeah. got it. Still, It's the same thing. It is sometimes the same thing. Sometimes, <laughs> just turn into old country boy. So, what, if, <laughs> what I'd like to do, it's, yeah, so... What I should have done was just have a beer while we're talking about 316. But um, I was thinking about it, but I have to go out. Uh, <laughs> I have things to do after this. I have yeah. responsibilities as an adult. So I will be having some Guinness tonight because I'm actually eating corned beef tonight instead of tomorrow. That's so lucky me. That seems wrong. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. You working? Yeah. Yeah. Can't bring some corned beef to your job. I, I'm probably going to bring leftovers if there are some. You sit in the coffee. lobby and make it stink up, and you open the door and like, what the hell is that? Smell? Oh, <laughs> very good point. I'm not bringing corn. <laughs> what the hell is that? Did you shit in your chair? Like, no, sir. I. Why does it smell like cabin and Guinness? Uh, I got some corned beef. That's what it was. Our doorman is a drunk. He's a meat smelling yeah, exactly. drunk. <laughs> yeah, he's a meaty drunk. Um, is there a not meaty drunk? <laughs> 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 uh she got that tattooed. I'm a meaty drunk. Uh let's see here. So I would like to do this in reverse. Uh I would like to talk about all things in the ring. Uh some things outside the ring, go in the ring and then save the other two things for for the end. Uh so with that being said, uh let's talk <laughs> let's talk all things only fan, shall we? Um 
What do you want to know? <laughs> and all things expert of OnlyFans, uh, Joe. I'm no expert, but that's not what I've heard. Uh, I've heard a couple things. So, so in in the next carousel of OnlyFans accounts, we have our new inductee in the OnlyFans Hall of Fame, presumably see, at some point, uh, Miss Tony Storm. And for that, look at that booty. Show me the booty. Give me the booty. I want the booty. Back up the booty. Yes. Can we, me, you, and Steven remix that song? I need the booty. Yeah, sure. And say bunda instead of booty? <laughs> because by God, I think we have our first pre-produced sound drop. <laughs> <laughs> can you explain to the, because you, you, we keep, and I just learned that term from you guys. Like, Can you quickly, very quickly explain what a bunda is and the origins uh, of said We've talked about it way back, but really quickly, what, what does it mean? Long story short, yes, very short. A bunda is an and and I quote, a bunda is a nicely shaped arse. Okay, originating from, originating from these uh, these YouTubers in England. Okay, couple youngins that got a couple million followers, and they got they're part of the whole sidemen gimmick with ksi i i realize i'm probably getting too uh, millennial for you yeah. and i will stop you lost me Sorry. but um yeah these these two dude chunks and philly they are <laughs> they are fucking of chunks and young philly of god damn it of they are it fucking hilarious man and they came up with the term i, I can't explain to you why but but, but long story second, short <laughs> go ahead exactly Th this is this is this is the long story long okay <laughs> the second i heard the term the phrase if mm. she's got bunda mm. i lost my shit okay so they just came and up it with was the term. great i want to shorten this up so they, they they came up with the term bunda and it exactly. really has nothing to do with anything like from something it's just they, they came up with the, the name i'm assuming it's probably a well-known term and like uh, uh great britain slang currently you know any, how they have those they, any, those words if there's use. any english people listening to our podcast i mean correct me if i'm wrong please please correct us <laughs> and hit us up on twitter it's on the slam show let us know what we're completely off or that he's dead on right i um, could be wrong but i will mention this it does seem from videos that i have seen it does seem to be a phrase used in the english black community Okay. That's just what I've seen. It's hilarious. All right. So there's been And I can't I just can't explain why. You're just gonna have to go look at it. <laughs> just have to look for yourself. Okay. So all that if you say, don't trust me, who can you trust? <laughs> I can rattle off at least five people right now. That's um, not true. I'm a trustworthy person. <laughs> um Don't ask me to get somewhere on time though. That's <laughs> apparently me neither. So I, <laughs> I will tell you right now, Tony Storm now has all that to say. Is Tony Storm? It, well, Tony Storm, right? Oh yeah, we were talking about that. Um, March nineteenth is her debut. So right now it's actually up. Oh, St. Joseph's Day, nice. There you go, St. Joseph's Day. Apropos, <laughs> um, I'm going to eat a St. Joseph's pastry from the Italian deli down my street well, and then go watch Tony Storm OnlyFans <laughs> content. Watch. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so she is as of March nineteenth. We'll have her own OnlyFans, and uh, doesn't she know that her stuff is on the internet already? I mean, there's no I, I, like like Scarlet 
they was already told that it really wouldn't be any like nudity. I'm not sure what Tony Storms. I can only assume it won't be. Um, but it's there for everybody to see now. And she posted on her Instagram a teaser photo of her in like a pink reddish uh, bra panty set. And this is where we are <laughs> with OnlyFans. So Tony Storm about to get paid through her her OnlyFans account. 20 bucks a month. So it's paid out the boonda. 20 <laughs> bucks a month? It's not cheap. Shit. Yeah. Give me a year. I'll wait that month and I'll just download everything. <laughs> it's not always the way. Yeah. I mean, obviously. And then when you go on Reddit and you see that there's a nicer one, you're like, all right, I guess, no, I guess I'm going to <laughs> Let me see what else everything is I need, about. Yeah, I need to sample before I can commit to a 20 buck a month. I've never done it. I don't want to do it. Okay. Because there's Reddit. No. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm joking. You didn't hear that I'm from jo- us. You I'm joking. You didn't Girls, have- go get your money. You're just not get, getting get it from me. That's right. There you go. You didn't hear that from us, but you can go on Reddit. Uh, so Tony Storm, as of March 19th, has her her uh, her OnlyFans, and you can check out her uh, Instagram for her, her teaser photo. Um Moving on, I am intrigued by all things Cody since really like the when he left AEW and we kept talking about what if the what if scenarios. Um, haven't heard anything since uh, as as far as for for Cody and there were still you know, rumblings as far as him, uh, uh, no coming to WWE. Um, they, it, people were like, went nuts on the internet as far as. Uh, the whole uh, Kevin Owens Seth Rollins match on Raw because they thought that that if Rollins won then he might have a match with Cody at some point. Um, I, I don't know where that came from. I, I kept reading that on Twitter. I'm like, who, who the hell thinks that? I'll say this, please. They got me. Okay. They got me, and I'll explain my process in my thinking a little bit. I was reading that that Raw was in Jacksonville. Yes. Cody's been a pretty big name in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. With that being said, so was the other company. It was another company, there but still, mm-hmm. it's it's his name. It's not you know, Cody Rhodes took that name with him, and it was received well. Oh. Uh huh. Coffee. Excuse me. <laughs> Cough button. Cough button. Um, it was you know, he has that name in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes was. It was being said that. The last push for Cody Rhodes would be the Monday Night Raw in Jacksonville if he wants to have a match with, build a match properly with Seth at WrestleMania. Mm. Side note to that, I did read conflicting reports right after Raw saying that Cody Rhodes might be a WrestleMania surprise. Okay. A John Cena esque type of thing. Mm. Cody, uh, uh, Seth will be at WrestleMania. Cody, uh, open challenge type of thing. Cody Rhodes probably comes out. Okay. Mark that, clip it, circle back to it when that actually probably comes true. The idea <laughs> of surprises for WrestleMania, um, it's not, it's not frequent. I would think the last one that we actually had was that I can remember was the Hardys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this would be, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yes. Uh, on par, <laughs> this will be on par with that. Um, I, I think, yeah, I had, no, I had um, I had thought the whole time 
I was like, okay, Cody, uh, Seth got this crazy idea during Raw. Mm. I was like, all right, he's going to go um, uh, announce an open challenge. Cody Rose will come out. That's how he built it. Mm. Especially after hearing all the Cody chants from the crowd in Jacksonville. Right, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, especially when uh, when Seth was on TV and he was talking. You just hear in the background, Cody. But yeah, they got me hook, hook, they got me hook line, and sinker. Because mm. I bought into the whole thing. And when Raw went off the air, I was severely disappointed. So good on you, WWE. But also, shame on you. Give the people what they want. <laughs> you have uh, picked the wrong industry to like, sir. Because it's got to be like 90 to 95% of the time we were disappointed. Name an industry that the, that the industry gives the people what they want. Name an industry where they give the people what they want. Uh, an industry or a group? I could say best friends. No, an industry. We're talking industries here. See what I did there? Uh, no. Exactly. No, no. No. Um, Grocery stores. That's about it. You got to pay for it. I um, I also, yeah. Restaurants. Well, speaking of industries, uh, welcome back, baseball. Thanks a lot. Thank you. My Brand new St. Paddy's Day hat. I like it. Bought right off of. New Era. Well, it is a new era hat technically, but I did not buy it off a new era. Okay, uh, I will not reveal. So he's wearing. Actually, things. you know what? He's wearing. You know a, he's wearing a green. I'll give him pub. Hold on. You know, maybe on, one hold. day they, they circle back and they hear this. Mm. Shout out Hatland. It's the only place I get hats. Hatland. It's the only place that has the size of my hat. So, <laughs> so, Ocean City, Maryland. Sometimes you have to go if you're in there or get the app. Searching far and wide for large-headed hats. Uh, he is wearing a green Yankee hat. Um, so not only is it green, it's mesh. It's mesh in the back, so it's very, it's very uh, hat day of you. <laughs> Yankee Stadium hat oh, day. Yeah. They give away I got the, a hat. the mesh hats. I have about 50 hats hanging up on my wall. With that being said, I have another 60 in the other room. Good God, man. That I just have no room for, and I have... Uh, I think I might have an issue. I'm struggling with having to buy... Uh, Finances? Uh, cases for it. Okay. I just don't have... I thought I would have been able to fill out the... I did fill out all of my wall with hats. Like, my entire room is filled with hats on the wall and pictures. Hmm. Two, uh, before we move on, I just want to point out, you'll, you'll find a kick out of this. I have two random Yankee photos hanging in my, in my, in my room. Okay. You want to know what they are? Sure. It's a stride of Jorge Posada signed uh, hitting a home run. Almost like a Jeter-esque sim- like type of stance. The other is, do you remember that? <laughs> do you remember that crazy home run that Melky Cabrera robbed? <laughs> I don't. It was so long ago. This might be going on fifteen years at this point. Okay. I don't know why, but I think my uncle gave me that picture signed. Like he got it from Steiner, probably. Those are the two. What a random. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Posada fan. I will say that. Uh-huh. It was always my favorite. Just so random. <laughs> I know. So random. fucking random. Very random. Um, but I, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Dynamite, right? Let's uh, that's, that's talk well before before we get that. Um, mm-hmm. I do have, uh, really quickly, uh, Mustafa Ali. Um, Shredded. So he, he was supposed to, supposedly was supposed to have a match with, uh, well, he, they canceled uh, his Mania match with Kofi Kingston and... and uh, Ali last year. Um, 
uh, everybody under the sun with every time you go to an event, you always see free Ali signs um, everywhere, especially AEW. Uh, he is now uh, just posted a, a photo on uh, Instagram under Ali WWE, which ironically enough, is still his name on uh, Instagram. Uh, he is Jacked. He is Has he been released? Jacked. No. Okay. Yeah. No. No, he's still he's still a prisoner to the to the the man. Um, no, he's a prisoner to McMahon. To McMahon. Uh, Thank he, you. To, he, he is, the way to try the jacked. He is jacked. He is jacked. <laughs> yeah, he's um, pretty shredded. He is shredded now. So good for him. And he's taking the Buddy Murphy route, which I mean, sorry, Buddy Matthews. I'll give yeah, the yeah, House of sure. Black <laughs> Brethren yeah, they, the respect. The respect that, that, that it is due. Um, yeah, man, he is uh, good for him. I, I feel like he has become more popular in his defiance <laughs> than when he was, he was a wrestler, which is a sad statement to make. Um, also, shout out to uh, to Ricochet for finally getting his due. Long overdue. I, I feel like yes. we, we haven't even talked about that last week as far as him fi- finally winning a belt. Um, one of my favorite wrestlers in all of the industry, um, Ricochet finally winning the IC belt. Uh, God, it just seemed like what we are just wasting talent left and right in WWE. And uh no, case in point with with Mustafa and and Ricochet finally getting his due and hopefully it doesn't come down to giving him the belt just to give him the belt and it comes to like a maybe like a biggie situation where it's like here's the belt but you're going to have it for like a month or two um Ricochet is the first um first WWE superstar to win all three mid-card titles in WWE the NXT North American Championship the U- the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title. When did he win the U.S. belt? He was a U.S. champion last year. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot. All right. Look it up if you want. Okay. Well, while you look that up, I'll sure. tell you, I, under that same statistic, uh, Seth Rollins was the first to win all three uh, main card, main event titles. That I know. Yeah, the NXT, the WWE, and the Universal. That I knew. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, look at that. 2019. Ricochet U.S. title win. Oh, 2019. 2019. Oh, so there's still a crowd. There's still a crowd. <laughs> that was uh, February 18th. Which means that went nowhere. <laughs> February 18th, 2019. <laughs> uh, made his main roster debut, teaming up with, at the time, ironically, IC champion Finn Balor to defeat Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Who is now the United uh, States CEO, so what is champion. Ba, 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 ba. April 15th, drafted to Raw. I'm trying to go through speed through the year. Uh, competed in the King of Ring tournament. Defeated Drew McIntyre in the first round. I hope they both hold those titles going into Survivor Series because that would be a fucking incredible match. Uh, stomping grounds, June 23rd. Ricochet defeated Sam- Samoa Joe to win the U.S. title. Mm, Joe, wow. Yeah. And he lost the title to AJ Styles at Extreme Rules. And he had it, and his reign. Music. His reign lasted all of three exa- days. Exactly three weeks, twenty-one days. Oh, that was close. Yeah. So there was that. Um, so Ricochet, congratulations to Ricochet uh, and Mustafa, still floundering, <laughs> getting getting no love whatsoever. Uh, meanwhile, last week we had uh, uh, T Bar getting his ass kicked uh, by by Omos. So there's that. Uh, Bring back Dominic Dijakovic. <laughs> Bring back. Never heard that name in a while, huh? Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, let's see what else do I have here. Um, the the feud between Sami Zayn and uh, Johnny Knoxville 
is is a hilarious one to say the least, and I'm getting a kick out of it. I know it's one of those matches where it just kind of like do whatever <laughs> and and kind of like a filler match uh, for entertainment purposes only. Um, but uh, I I commend the creativity in the phone number scam. And so on SmackDown, he showed that Johnny Knoxville showed that he had taken uh, Sami Zayn's phone number and put it on an airplane banner and had it uh, uh, flying around L.A. And so, funny enough, someone called it, FaceTime Sami Zayn, and where was Zayn? But he was in the bathtub. <laughs> he answered the call. So there's a this is a photo of, of uh, someone screenshotted uh, their FaceTime fo- uh, call with Zayn, and he's, he's like, you just see his head and top of his chest in the bathtub. It's, it's very funny. Uh, so apparently that was... You want a little inside baseball on that? Please. There's a company that celebrities use to give out their phone numbers, quote-unquote phone numbers. Mm. And they just, like, it is technically them, but it is not their main phone number. I was going to say, it's got to be like a burner, <laughs> some sort of burner. It number. is. It is of sorts. But it, it is also him. Mm. Like, he is answering those things. But it is not his, like, real phone number. But it is. But it's not. <laughs> but it's not, but it is. But it is. Well, good to know. Um, and shout out to Sami Zayn for making this interesting. Yes, because it could go on one of, well, one of two very uninspiring ways. The other way just being a cheesy kind of thing with, with Johnny Knoxville. But this is continued storytelling. He started from the Rumble before that, and now it's going into Mania. So, you know, good well, I mean, them. Johnny Knoxville knows how to tell a story. Okay. About him getting abused. Abused. <laughs> him getting whacked. Yeah. So there's, there's that. I mean, um, he ain't getting whacked. Let's, let's well, you know, calm down a little bit. Unless he pisses off the wrong people. You know what I'm then, saying? Then maybe, he, maybe he does. Uh, let's see here. What else do I got here? So I had Ricochet. No comment. Uh, do you have anything else outside the <laughs> ring? <laughs> anything else outside the ring before? I, get, uh, I, get I mean, the only the other thing I had was Biggie. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, yeah. So let's see here. Uh Trying to see as far as as far as Monday Night Raw really quickly um, get through Raw get through uh, Dynamite Rampage here. Um, I did appreciate Kevin Owens with the two times in the night giving uh, uh, props to Scott Hall. Uh, first time when he got on the mic and said "Hey yo" and went into his his spiel, um, and then he was talking to Seth Rollins backstage and gave him the old uh, uh, what was the line there? Um, Bad times don't last. Yeah, you know. Bad times don't Bad last, time, you yeah. know. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was that. Right, so so props to Kevin Owens. Um, I don't know what's going on with. Well, let's let's just go through the, the repeats because you know Monday Night Raw. It's like it's it literally uh, online. They call it Groundhog Day, and it really is just Groundhog Day every single week. It's the same thing. So Finn Balor against Damian Priest. There was that. Uh, Austin Theory beating up on Finn Balor. Uh, Omos taking on Commander Aziz, and you know, for someone who's insanely huge and has been in WWE for now, going on three years, two years at least. Well, it's it was before COVID, so they had the underground. Are we talking Omos? Or are we talking? I'm talking. I'm sorry, I'm talking about Aziz. I'm talking both yeah, actually. On the same, was, they were on the same time. Yeah, it was underground. It was yeah. two years ago. Well, Omos technically was with uh, what's what's his name? Oh, Akira Tozawa. Akira Tozawa as a ninja. <laughs> before, You're absolutely correct. Beforehand. He was. Commander Aziz in, in the underground. 
Um, the dark tall ninja. The, the dark, tall dark ninja. The tall dark ninja for the for Akira Tozawa, Commander Commander Aziz, um, uh, in underground. Uh, Omas as the and then Omas Davicado. That's right. Uh, Omas as the bouncer for Shane McMahon in that horrible. Uh, that could be put on 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 the list too. God, there's so many things that WWE did that was horrible. <laughs> Horrible, uh, horrible storylines. Horrible, just things. Yes, storylines. Whatever you want to call it, it's just a horrible thing. Um, yeah. So there was there was that. So now, Dabo uh, is the commander of uh, the Nigerian army, apparently of, uh, of two of two people <laughs> of two people in this army, and he gets squashed hard by Omas. They're giving him this huge push. So you know, maybe if they have another fight next week, they'll balance this out like they normally do with their fifty fifty booking. But until then. Omas That'll probably push. be on the WrestleMania kickoff show. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a, a two on one. It'll be a handicap match uh, yeah. for sure. And, and Omas will still go. He'll over. still win, and I don't think anybody cares, uh, which is kind of sad. Uh, Liv Morgan, it is taking on Queen Zelina for the umpteen time, and uh, you know this. I, I feel like Zelina and and Carmella are going to just face off with each other at WrestleMania Again. on the WrestleMania kickoff show day two. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> another thing that i don't know if anybody cares uh rollins with the stupidest it's, it's gotta be just insanely stupid just the, I, i'm gonna beat you to take over your show so i can host <laughs> and we were just running out of ideas see but here's the thing um, if you think about it if if you knew going into it that oh cody rhodes is a possibility it makes this more interesting which is why i was interested okay but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Which I was thoroughly upset with. Mm. I didn't like it. No. Um, so there's that. Uh, let's see what else we had here. So, again, the Mysterio's taking on the Hurt Business. Okay. Um, what do we think about our new Edge? I don't like it. On top of his mountain of omnipotence. Omnipotence. Uh, I don't like it. Okay. It's given me, as Stephen pointed out multiple times, mm. Malachi Black vibes. I get that, mm. but it's I I the dark. I I swear on everything that is holy. If Edge wrestles in a fucking blue light, I am never <laughs> watching Monday Night Raw again. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Oh man, oh man. I, it, I I get that. I get the I get the vibe. Um I wasn't thinking that so much as I was thinking of we've been down this road before of blaming Malachi f- Black and Ed, and Seth Rollins. I'm I'm sorry. That's the two that we we've recently been down this road of blaming the, the, the trope of blaming the fans for your turn and it's all your fault. So I remember hearing this from Becky Lynch. I remember hearing this just hearing this two weeks ago from Damian Priest. Um, so it seems like we're just kind of like going down this road of we have to. It's it's a it's a played out. I'm turning now and this is my excuse because now I hate you all. Um, even though he was massively liked, so it's it's just weird. It's a weird, weird, lazy way of flipping scripts and having people turn, and that, that is my piece. And plus, Edge is a natural uh, baby face. Mm. Like, well, right, I'm sorry, right now. Now he is, yeah. 
his career. Right now, at his career, he was a heel mm. oh, through a, and through. The amazing heel, which, go ahead, finish your thought. I, I By God, it was amazing. And AJ Styles is a natural heel. Mm. Like, he's an amazing heel. Why couldn't you go that direction? Because he just flipped. Had, as as pointed out by Edge, he just had this awful second fiddle banana roll with Omos. We call it the Road Warriors pop, right? That'll never change. Can we call it the big the big show switch, the big show turn? There we go, the yes. big show turn. The big show turn, which happens at least what is semi annual. It's got to be like every six once months. a quarter. <laughs> Every four months, we're we're, yeah. going, we're going on this. Uh, by the way, speaking of Edge, and I'm going on a completely a complete tangent here, so be warned. Um, on my Fire Stick, on my on my broken Fire Stick, they have uh, these these channels. Bleep that out. We're gonna bleep that out. Yeah, beep. <laughs> they have these what they call twenty four seven channels. So basically, it's just one show or comedy or drama or something that just runs repeatedly, and they'll just go in order. So one of the right, they have like you know they have Seinfeld they have I like that um, you know uh, very popular shows that you can just li- literally go on the channel and just watch it straight through Friends blah 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 one of them is WrestleMania so I go to my favorites Ooh. and WrestleMania is there so they'll go th- literally through every single WrestleMania up until whatever the recent one is uh, thirty five or thirty six so thirty seven thirty seven good guys the hell am I so wh- uh. the one that, on last night. They turned it on, and it was WrestleMania 22. And Edge had a match. That was Edge Undertaker? It was, no, it was Edge McFoley. Edge Foley? Yeah. Uh, in a, in a, in a, um, like a no DQ, a hardcore match. God. Like, just absolutely amazing how, the, I mean, the two, all three of them, including Lita. Lita took, Lita took barbed wire to the mouth, got cut. She was holding her mouth the entire time. The two of them b- bleeding. Uh, all over the place. The the edge edge spearing McFoley, spearing McFoley the, burning the, table. the burning table. Um, you seeing Ed, uh, McFoley's arm. You see you see the hair on his arm getting burnt. Um, him getting the pin outside, and then the you know the thumbtacks in the back, the, the barbed wire to the forehead. Just an amazing match. So I that's the edge, a heel edge that I always think of. Uh, in that like that encapsulated it. So yeah, uh, I, I, I take I've taken away so far. I've taken away two things from. I've taken away several things from this channel. One of them is is Edge in that match because I just happened to watch it last night. The other is Vince McMahon as a commentator might be the best, the worst. What? The worst. That's just the worst. Go back and and now watch his like old WrestleMania with like the, with the Which King version of. I'm of talking Vince? about like go go watch WrestleMania uh, uh, 13. Just some random WrestleMania where he's on commentating. Excuse me, he's commentating with whoever else. It's, it's awful. It is. I'm telling you, it's awful. Go back and watch it, and then if you watch it and you still think you're, that he was good, we'll we'll talk about it again next week. It was just I, very I generic, very, 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 very overrated. All right. I, I, I'm just telling you. I'm gonna right. have to look into that. Please, please go watch it because it's it's just horrible. Like it's. <laughs> if I have to hear him smirk or laugh again, like just because he's trying to do a filler, <laughs> oh my! Like it's it's, it's every five seconds. It's just it's just bad. So then, when you listen to like Gorilla Monsoon, like on WrestleMania, you know, the the previous ones, and then see him, uh, you know, WrestleMania, uh, you know, whatever other ones he's done after the fact, and then he comes, and then you have Gorilla Monsoon coming back. You have Jim Jim Ross coming and taking over. Who was after Gorilla? It was him. It was Vince. It was Vince and who? You had Vince and uh, uh, you had Vince and, and Jesse. 
and Jesse. Jesse Ventura. Vincent Macho, correct? Vincent Macho. Vincent Jerry. Um, Vincent Jerry, wow. How uh, about that one? At some point, you had Vince and uh, and Heyman. Uh, yeah, JR, obviously the best tandem, at least in my opinion, JR and, and Jerry Lawler. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, he's just, I, I don't know. I, I'm just putting that out there. I, I thought he was incredibly awful <laughs> as a commentator. Uh, moving on. Also underrated, Jesse the Body Ventura. Very. Yeah, no, I thought he was great. I thought I, he was he was a great heel announcer, and and then he had uh, he had. No, I'm talking about it as a politician. I was politician. <laughs> <laughs> the governor, governor of Minnesota. Um, yeah, and then you want to see. I want to see a fucking governor versus governor match. <laughs> Jesse versus Arnold. There, there you go. I think Jesse would kick. Look at WrestleMania 47 <laughs> when they're 83 they're respectively. Dead. They're both dead. Um, <laughs> he did have Gorilla, Gorilla, and Bobby Heenan, which it had to be a very close second to Jr. and and, and Lawler, at least in my yeah. in my opinion. Um, yeah. So anyway, Michael and Corey is really underrated in my book. Okay. Also, obviously not underrated, properly rated, properly mm-hmm. hyped in my book. Mm-hmm. Michael and Pat. I'm just saying, <laughs> I fucking love them. <laughs> you like Pat? Yes. Yeah, I mean, obviously. it's it's really just Pat. Uh, I've been a Pat fan for years now. Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Becky Lynch getting her uh, kicking Bianca Belair's ass. I mean, like really after getting out of the hospital. Yeah, uh, that was that was the thing. So that was she, something I forgot to mention. You forgot to mention that last week. So she basically uh, had to be on like voice rest because she apparently ruptured. If I'm getting that correctly, ruptured like her voice box or something like that. I believe she bruised it. Bruised it. Okay. Bruised her voice box. Uh, Bianca bru- bruised her voice box more specifically. Got it. So, yeah, I don't so know how. Just, they totally exactly. destroyed her. Um, let's see here. Imagine whip to the fucking throat. Ugh. Oh, no. Ugh. Nope. Good. <laughs> nope. Good. Um, let's see here. Uh, Street Profits challenging RK Bro to Mania. Okay, sure. Um, I'm okay with this. Turn them. Uh, uh, make them tweeners and then turn Montez heel fully. I think I, th- I was going to say I think Street Profits win and that's when Riddle or Orton turn on each other. So what we're saying is the loser is going to turn. Loser turns. That should be a okay. stipulation. <laughs> loser that turns sh- match. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you lose, you have to turn on your on your partner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll call it a Marty Jannetty match. There you go. <laughs> call I'm it, sorry. No, you call we it a big call show. Shawn Michaels match. Call it a big show match. Uh, <laughs> we could. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, amazing match. Um, for absolutely, I mean, obviously. Uh, for ob- for absolutely nothing, for no reason whatsoever, to have this match other than to have this match. Um, they just they, they put on a show. So so there was that. Uh, and now it's match on Monday Night Raw and and just repeat after repeat of matches. But uh, I've taken nothing out of mon- this week's Monday Night Raw other than uh, and then the tribute to to uh, to uh, Scott Hall was was really good too. Um, but yeah, so I got really worried at first. That what? That wouldn't do anything. No, I I so when I had logged off of Twitter and then turned on Monday Night Raw, it's a couple minutes before Raw went on the air. Mm. I I was only seeing that he was still on life support at that time. Mm. I mean, he he was still kicking after being off of life support. Okay, and then when when they let off with. The tribute, I immediately in my head I go, oh, did WWE fuck up? Because like I mean, it would have been a miracle, absolutely. Mm. It would have been dope if he actually did beat it, 
you know, get yeah. get better and get healthier. Sure. But if WWE had fucked that up, that's something that's really bad for them PR-wise. If they just announced that he's dead and it's just like, no, he's actually like right. still alive somehow well, that's what being off of life support. Right. Well, again, we'll talk about it after the fact, but it's Sean Waltman said, kind of said the same thing. He kind of alluded to the same thing, like, you know, appreciate your love, but why are you saying RIP? <laughs> he's still alive. Exactly. He's still alive. Um, and then Sean Waltman confirmed on Twitter by saying he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about his... his uh, Conspiracy theory? No. <laughs> no. Too soon. I'm <laughs> too sorry. Soon. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, let's see here. So that was raw. Lincoln uh, wasn't actually killed. That's what I was going to say. That's it. Yeah, he's still, he's still alive. <laughs> Him and Tupac. Him and, and Tupac Elvis making it, it <laughs> making a hologram somewhere. Uh, yeah. So we have really quickly with AEW. Um, talk about Dynamite from last week. Go. <laughs> so Eddie Kingston, can I just point out how? <laughs> By the way, I'm sorry, not to cut you off. Dynamite no, last week was really go good. For it. I just that's all I want to say. Dynamite was it was awesome, really good last week, like really good. Coming off yeah. of a pay per view, really good. Go ahead. Yeah, like I said, Eddie Kingston, bravo, mm-hmm. just absolutely bravo. Cut a fucking amazing promo. He really he always just does. absolutely amazing promo. Yeah. Um, we got another turn actually. Funny <laughs> enough, funny enough. Um, but this one, is this official. one justified and warranted. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this one is yeah, and I, and you're I, absolutely correct. You know what? And I called it too. I called it last week. I said with the two of them. No, with I said, the three of them. No, I said with him. I said with with the one person that turned the one the with one Jericho? main person. Yes, I said that. Said he should at this point should be. But it, it, I'm sure it was obvious. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, Daniel Garcia in 2.0 came out to attack Jericho mm-hmm. and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Then Santana and Ortiz came out and attacked. Uh, uh, Daniel Garcia in 2.0. Then Jericho takes the bat out of Ortiz's hand and turns on his former inner circle brethren. Rest in peace to the inner circle. Thoughts yeah. and prayers are with the inner circle at <laughs> this time. Because it was a great um, moment, moment in time. Great while it lasted. Put it up there with one of the best factions, in my opinion. You know, maybe recency biased. But the best fractions in the last five years. Yes. Okay. For sure. Mm. Last ten years, even. Okay. <laughs> one, 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 one of top three in the past ten years. I'll top three. Yeah. Come on, Shield, New Day, them. Let's let's be honest. Right underneath them, Bloodline. Come on. <sighs> I gotta think. About With this. all that being said, way too quick. Go ahead. Jericho takes the bat turns on Santana and Ortiz. Mm. Eddie Kingston's still just fucking off in the corner because he cannot get up. Mm. Probably act like literally probably can't get up. Well, Jake Hager comes out, joins them. Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia. He's tormented for all five seconds, which is, I, yes. I found very funny. <laughs> He's like, what exactly. should I do? What should I do? Let me bash him in the head. So, yeah. He's like, ah, I know where my cash cow is, and right. it's not with the Latinos. Mm-hmm. It is with Chris Jericho <laughs> and being his muscle. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia, and 2.0, Jeff Chase and Matt Parker, God, I hope I got those correct, are now officially the Jericho <laughs> Appreciation Society. Amazing. I'm Just not mad at it. The Jess. 
the jazz shout out the jazz <laughs> shout out to the jazz when the, when those t-shirts come out it's jazz no it's good it's it's a it's the it's like it's nordic it's not jazz it's yas yas <laughs> it is yas we are uh, yas we are yas uh i'm not mad at it because it's such, a, it's such a weird name when when jericho was forming the inner circle he was it was supposed to be chris jericho's inner circle but then he was like i don't want it to seem like it's all about me like it's diana ross he was like if i was going to turn heel i would make the 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 faction all about me mm. and now that it is all about him he's like all right fuck it now, it's the jericho appreciation society now it's him <laughs> now it's all him um Cue the straight edge society. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's where punk? Punk and you can get punk and D. First of all, you get punk D. You could and uh, and and uh, what's his name? And Festus. What Festus? Yeah, I know. Who was the second one you said? I said Deeb. Serena Deeb. Oh Deeb. I thought you said Dean. I'm like, why is Serena Moxley Deeb in there? <laughs> Serena he's, Deeb. I mean, that, he, punk. He's not straight edge. He's sober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, uh, so yeah, the Jericho Appreciation Society that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, Hangman Page defeated Dante Martin to retain the EW championship, which was, a, was a, a great match. But like, it's I love the the lineup in the middle of a dynamite, just like literally second second you know, position of the night, and you have a, <laughs> a title match with first your, match of the night though. If you think about it, right? So right, so, second segment, first match of the night was the championship match. Uh, it just seemed very random, but I'm, I'm all for it. I'm not complaining. It just seemed random. Yeah. Now, this is what I liked. Moxley and Danielson versus the work, work horsemen, whatever. I'm mm -hmm. not here to talk about the work horsemen. No. <laughs> um, William Regal. Mm -hmm. Now, apparently, he did go over in his promo. He did, because he was talking a very he long time. He went over time. But and consummate professional that William Regal is, he came out and apologized on Twitter. He said he went backstage and apologized to anybody that uh, got cut as far as time backstage. Yeah, because he's, he's obviously aware of the, how the business works. Um, yeah, but you know what? I and I obviously appreciate that, and he has nothing but the utmost respect, not only from I'm sure us, but uh, at everybody backstage, and uh, even with you know, Tony Khan kind of said the same thing and alluded to the same thing too. Um, but with that being said, it's his debut on the mic in AEW. Let him go. Yeah, let him go. And I understand that you know you have. You have oh, he went. You know, he went. Oh, and he went. And he went. I mean, you know, it, it was at some point you, you're, you're sitting there going like, are you looking at your watch? Like, all right, uh, William, let's go. But for what? Not he, one time during that did I look, do that. I'm, I'm sorry, backstage. Backstage, right, I was a fan. I'm like, keep going. Oh, yeah. That's fine. No, backstage, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure QT and, and Dustin were fucking like, all right, come yeah, on. Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's, but, <laughs> but, yo, to explain everything as far as like you establishing this new core group. Yeah, please go ahead. <laughs> do your thing. Uh, so, yeah, William Regal on the mic way too long. I almost cried with during that promo. Okay. When he started like talking about Shivani and how, how Shivani helped him oh, so right, much during right. his transition from England and into America. Mm. That was very touching. And then he got horny with him. That was weird. Yeah, it was weird. He was like touching him a lot and <laughs> saying, yeah, <laughs> bro, you want to know what would be crazy to come out of William Regal's mouth just because of his accent. If he did that, mm. he's like, do I still make you Randy baby? <laughs> but do I, that'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. And Tony's like, maybe. Uh, yeah. And why the team became a thing. That was perfect, the way he did it. Uh, yeah. FTR fires Tully Blanchard. That was actually pretty. That was. This whole dynamite was amazing. There was a lot of new. I feel like this was like after a WrestleMania where there's like new things set up. 
And this that piece of FTR t- firing him again seemed very random, and we're just throwing oh, so in you're there. Saying as a, Revolution is their WrestleMania. Is that I, is that what you were saying? I was saying double or nothing. I mean, that's not what I was. Was that? I, I'm not gonna lie. I forget the argument now. <laughs> I forget. I, I was, forget which side I, thought, I was on. I, I forget. I forgot which side you were on too. But I, I, I was saying that I thought that double or nothing was their was their mania because they make such a big deal about it. It's it's like the largest arena that they have each year, the T-Mobile Arena. Um, I just thought that that was what, then they make such maybe, a big to do about it for the was week. You saying that Revolution was a WrestleMania? I forget. Maybe it was me. <laughs> I forgot my own argument. Because <laughs> I think I was saying that Double or Nothing was. I forget my own argument. Now, you know what? Then I agree with you. Fine. No, let's, I let's forget my own argument, too. <laughs> let's go back. Let's go back into the uh, the archive. But really quickly, anyway, Double or Nothing being. makes sense because it was... it was it start, Double or Nothing started before Dynamite did. Just the same way WrestleMania started right. before Raw. Right, correct. Exactly. Okay, so, so then you, if you said it, then I that could be correct. That's fine. Whatever. All right, cool. <laughs> so I was right. There you go. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Let's see where we're um, So you went to a- FTR. H- all right, let's talk about it. That's what I'm saying. So oh, I'm sorry. So so as far as FTR and Tully Blanchard, that whole segment lasted all of a minute, and he's gone now. I, Tully- got, a, I got teases of Bret Hart in there. I don't know if you heard those. I did not hear that, but okay, sure. Yeah, if you go back and rewatch it, you think about Bret Hart, you're like, hmm, okay. All right. All right. Interesting. Now, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. The big thing. The head honcho. Yes. The strange news that happened over dynamite the mm. ahfo board meeting mm. this whole segment was such an enigma it was <sighs> some uh, you know what you know i can use one word to describe this entire segment charismatic that they didn't use on the broadcast actually this is my original thought mm. charismatic charismatic there you go right mm-hmm. systematic <laughs> i'm sorry um so everybody turns on matt hardy they do the whole thumbs down thing from private party. That broke my heart. I, I like that they were doing it back behind his back. <laughs> my boys from Queens apparently turn uh, turn on Matt Hardy. It didn't like that. And then beat down comes. We're waiting. We're mm-hmm. waiting. Darby Allen and Sting come for the rescue, which I get. You want to have like numbers so that the next person that comes out, you know, only has to go. The numbers get even of sorts. They're waiting. They're waiting. Darby and Sting start to get beat down. And we hear the Hardy Boys theme music. Mm. The WWE licensed Hardy Boys theme music. As soon as I heard that, I feel like Tony Khan just can do anything. <laughs> he can get anything. I think, I think he's made of money. <laughs> Uh, it just, yeah, I, it was, I was shocked, shocked that, that we heard that. And who comes out, but Jeff motherfucking Hardy. That should be, his, you know, Seth freaking out, uh, Seth freaking Rollins, Jeff motherfucking Hardy. And I want to call it right now because you didn't believe me. Mm. I said, as soon as Jeff Hardy's non-compete clause was up he was going to aew and you go tony's not gonna sign him he's gonna go to rehab get himself clean it doesn't look not good look and i fucking stuck by my guns and i'm vindicated version one style yeah i know that's eddie no this is eddie yeah this is eddie cross fingers yes this is version one this is jeff hardy 
<laughs> so many, so many different things. <laughs> but yeah, Jeff Hardy, I believe Jeffrey Nero Hardy, yeah, is he's, all he is now elite. officially again one of the greatest surprises of all time. As I roll my eyes, uh, not that I'm mad at it. Come on, not that I'm mad at it. I love it, but it's that's what I'm saying. We were just, it, it was a great surprise. We literally said the day of. We said last week at same time last week when I was recording in AC. We're like his his contract expires today. <laughs> his no compete clause complex expires today. The night yeah, of true. the night of he was <laughs> he was on the show. So I mean, again, it, internet has ruined all the kayfabe as far as wrestling goes. Um, it's not like back in the day. It's not true. I think it has uh, uh Mm-hmm. Turn to new chapter. Well, this is not it. <laughs> this chapter was not it because this is like the least surprised I've ever been. But I, I still popped. I still popped. I just feel like as a wrestling fan and remembering like back in the day when you saw someone like, you know, <laughs> let, me, let me go back to ironically or coincidentally enough. Let me just talk about you know Y two J and his his debut in WWE. You just saw him the, the the constant promos of the countdown coming on. You didn't really know who it was. At that time, you didn't know. No, but the marks, marks, like people who subscribe to the Wrestling Observer newsletter at the time probably had like. I'm sure they knew, but yeah, yeah. as far as like internet stuff, you didn't know. You didn't know that the uh, uh, that uh, you're, you're going to get Saturn and and Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko sitting uh, ringside uh, suddenly. Bleep that! Bleep Never. that! Bleep that! <laughs> and please! Beep beep! Jesus Christ! Uh, man. Speaking speaking of I'm trying to get jobs with them at one point, I speak, mean, isn't that what this whole thing is about? Speaking of which, <laughs> see, watching him, <laughs> watching it, yeah, really, watching him in a match versus Benoit, watching him in a match versus JBL is just weird. It was just a weird. He had the WrestleMania match, uh, and and just him, uh, they, them uh, honoring Eddie Guerrero in that match, uh, because he he just passed away. And then having you know Vicky Guerrero uh, uh, represent him for the Hall of Fame, uh, watching Benoit in that match was very weird. And then also with WrestleMania 22, which I w- really wasn't aware of and, and totally forgot about till it happened, when they had everybody come out. I'm doing a t- another tangent again. When they had them come out for the Hall of Fame uh, honorees, Finkel, the Fink, gets on the mic. I don't know if you remember this. Gets on the mic and says. Bret Hart is uncomfortable. He will not be here tonight. And then he goes and proceeds to announce all the twenty, the twenty two thousand and six inductees for the Hall of Fame. So it had Sherry twenty two. Yeah, WrestleMania twenty two. WrestleMania twenty two. Yeah. When did Bret come? Did you so, just say Bret Hart? Bret Hart. Yeah. When did Bret come back? Twenty twelve. Uh, I'd have to look that up. But as of two thousand six, WrestleMania twenty two, he was inducted into that class. It was Sherry, uh, sensational Sherry, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Blackjack Mulligan, uh, 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 Vern Gagne. I'm trying to remember who else was in that. It's a uh, solid class. Tony Atlas, uh, Mean Gene. So you had those names. Okay. Brett, it was just uh, the, the oddity of him getting on the mic and saying he's not comfortable and then doing deep dive into the research, come to find out that he was still very uncomfortable with Shawn Michaels. His, he, he requested that Michaels not be at the Hall of Fame induction the night before. And... He was very uncomfortable with Michaels being in the building for WrestleMania, and that's why he didn't go. He was being a bitch about it. I said it. <laughs> and now it's it just all it comes all flooding. I mean, the back. man was getting over a stroke. Like, give him a break. Uh, okay, that's fine. Understood. But you still, <laughs> but you accepted. 
like Vince called you, he sucked it up and called you and said, listen, I know I screwed you over, but we would like to induct you into the Hall of Fame. So we did that, and now you can't even show up because you're still being a bitch about Shawn Michaels and that he's in the building. Like, come on, really? When did Brett get inducted first? What do you mean? 2006. Well, was it 2006? Yeah. I guess I, I missed that. This, oh, I'm sorry. No, WrestleMania 22. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, it was just, I just So he that. just wasn't there? I guess I missed that. He, that was he, the, was, he was at the Hall of Fame. That was the last WrestleMania before I started watching again. Oh, okay. okay. There we go. <laughs> That's what no, it was. Nothing else has happened before you watched. Yeah, that was it. That was that was that mania, and and he just he came. He went to the induction, but he didn't show up to the the, the actual WrestleMania event. So I just found that very interesting. Sorry, side note. Um, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is <laughs> is now all elite. Uh, and uh, if you look on BTE, uh, the Young Bucks did offer Matt Hardy an induction into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Okay. And he declined mm. because they wouldn't induct his brother. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why is that? That's what WWE did. That's why. Oh. They offered Jeff the Hall of Fame nod. Jeff will be a two-time Hall of Famer. Okay. He can go in on his singles run alone. Sure, absolutely. And then obviously with the tag team. Even Matt. Yeah, Matt too, yeah. Matt could go in on his singles run alone. Sure. I mean... The- Speaking of of indu- well, speaking of inductions, we talked about uh, Undertaker, Vader. Now, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, okay, I'm sorry, we're we're all over the place here. Let's let's finish up with AEW here, and then we'll get into into that too. Uh, Swerve Strickland having his first match on on Rampage, but uh, Shivani interviewed him on on Dynamite. Oh wait, 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 wait. Sort of? Before we get into Rampage, oh sure, we have a new TNT champion. Oh, I, I, in one. Well, well, hold on, hold on. We I was invented with Dynamite. Um, Swerve Strickland was on Rampage No I said Strickland had his match On Rampage but first He was interviewed on Dynamite by Tony Schiavone Then Schiavone Then Schiavone interviewed Warlow In his first time on a mic (laughs) Which you know good for him Like he, This is the the moment Where you establish your new run And what you're doing and why you're doing it Every wrestler does it (laughs) as far as if you're turning uh, A certain side Family had you know dreams, wanted to build a better life, blah blah blah. MJF hired me. I'm still in the contract. Let me go. So he established everything that he needed to establish going forward in his feud with MJF. Good, all, all well. Uh, QT Marshall and, and Keith Lee. I just I love that QT Marshall just knows his place. Like I'm just gonna build up, get on the mic. He's 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 fine on the mic. Build up to. Have to you know compete with somebody else, and that's what he did. <laughs> that's what he does with Keith Lee, and that leads to uh, Rampage. We'll get to that. Um, Jurassic Express taking on the acclaimed, who I I feel like I just need to find somebody and start doing the uh, <laughs> the thing. I just want to have somebody I know I see on a regular basis and just do that. You don't got to find somebody. You're in a group chat with four people that are very willing to do it. <laughs> their 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 handshake is just just go look it up. I, I won't explain. I it will is. only greet you that way from now <laughs> from on. I now hope on. you know that. The two fingers, yeah. There you go. Um, It'll be our too sweet. We'll just fucking. The acclaimed, uh, they're very funny, man. Uh, Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa. Um, okay, Thunder. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure how. Shorty just is already just number two ranked since she just lost at Revolution. But okay, I'll play along. Because uh, none of the women have done anything, that's why. So she can just go back one spot, and sure. And then Layla Hirsch yeah. is number one now? Okay, uh, again, I'll play along. Um, 
and the main event, Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky, uh, the title versus the streak, and the streak came comes on top because Scorpio Sky is your new TNT champion. I did not see that coming. I thought uh, Sammy would have had that for a little longer, but and then lost it to Wardlow next week. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> but now, I mean, Sammy's probably going to or tonight. Uh, this week. I, I'm sorry, tonight, tonight. actually. Uh, yeah, Wardlow is uh, MJF is going to get involved in that match. We all know it. I'm or sure. Sean Spears could yeah. be either one. Be the chairman, sure. Uh, I I like Scorpio being the champion. Little little knowledge nugget, sure. Bloop, dip it in your sauce. Oh, spicy. Scorpio Sky is the first, probably will be the first ever for all three, but he is the first ever uh, black TNT champion and uh, tag team, AEW tag team champion. Oh. Yeah. Thanks for the nugget. Very tasty. You're welcome. Tasty nugget. Tasty? Good. It was from McDick's. Tasty saucy nugget. Uh, so we have a new champ, and so he will be fighting tonight uh, against Warlow. And as you mentioned, definitely, I most likely would love to see MJF just get involved with that. Yeah, um, I mean that's more than likely going to happen. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, now let's get to uh, really quickly. Let's get to Rampage um, and debuts left and right and up and down. Uh, then we'll end on SmackDown. We'll end on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We had Darby Allen versus Mark Quinn. And uh, I, oh, the only thing I got out of this is now that we have the AFO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just changing changing letters. Um, we had this, this on the same night, if you were there, uh, break the fourth water. If you were there, you got to see Rampage also, and you got to see Jeff Hardy twice in one night. And, I know. And both of them coming Crazy. out in, the, in their Hardy gear. Of all things. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. It really is mind-blowing as far as like hearing that music and seeing the two of them in a completely different organization that is not WWE with that same the same theme. It just, it's just it's very weird how that worked out. Um, unless he owned... Did he own that music? <laughs> like, he owned his name. Does he own the music? No, he... Uh, Tony, Khan, Tony Khan bought a, uh, a package from WWE that included uh, the Hardys... Hardy's music and uh, shit. I read it somewhere. Hardcore Holly's music. Like that was. We're, we're it's, there's no specificity mm-hmm. as to why Hardcore Holly was in that bundle. Right. But it was just like that was the bundle made available. <laughs> we're gonna. <laughs> that's like just we want to trade you this, but we're gonna throw in this this useless asset. So just take this and get it off our off our our books. Uh, Hardcore Holly. Okay. Fair enough. Is, is he coming to AEW? Is he all elite now? <laughs> Why is that even a no, thing? No, come on. Why would that he even be a thing? He might be a fucking thing? backstage producer. I was going to say, maybe he's a producer, but he's going to come out and like, what's the purpose of that music? Isn't there a band HFO, uh, AHFO? I mean, AFO, sorry. <laughs> Let me look up every all three of them that you just went through. Uh, no, AFO. What's the, oh, fuck. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. That's LFO. What's that band? Oh, LFO? Yes. All right, so Andrade, <laughs> here's a petition. Change it. Call it the Latino family office. Latino. <laughs> and he's the only one. Well, him, right? him and his lawyer. And then you guys come out to that song. It's a fast, aggressive metal injunction punk rock band, AFO. Really? Aero Force One. That's pretty cool. That's, that's actually fucking dope. If 
just pull up a picture of them real quick. I don't know if they have one. If they all rock different color Air Force Ones, I'm all in. I've gone way too deep into AFO. I, I'm, I'm pulling out. I'm pulling out. No. A- shout out AFO, shout out AFO, and shout out LFO. <laughs> and HFO. And AHFO. And HFO and AHFO and every other letter. And another letter freaking letter, letter that AEW likes to throw out there. Shout out the FBI, the NCIS, the CSI, NSA, NWA. CIA. ROH. I just anything. All of them. Yeah, uh so, DOD. so they came they came out <laughs> the hardys came out really to do absolutely nothing they came out just to kind of back up darby allen from the ramp <laughs> and that was the Pop end of the crowd that was the end of the segment um dan lambert uh talking with scorpio sky and ethan page about their match with wardlow uh <laughs> mercedes martinez against jamie hater we, we, i just love 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 i love not mercedes jamie um ready now that people know it Mm. Oof. <laughs> Oof indeed. <laughs> Jamie Hader and the Boonda. <laughs> so you've called back. Uh so Hader with the surprising wins because that the three of them can't get along without interfering in each other's matches. Um and then Thunder Rosa coming down with the chair and almost smashing her own face with it. I thought that was funny. Um Keith Lee against QT Marshall. Keith Lee just absolutely destroying him. And then the debut of Shane Swerve Strickland taking on Tony Nice. And I read an article online as far as AEW and the way I could I could phrase this, uh, their misuse of certain talent. Mm-hmm. And Tony Nese being at the top of that list. Jay Lethal also being at the top of that Jay list. Jay Lethal, Tony Nese, um, Big Show. <laughs> uh, Who? Yeah. Paul White. Uh, Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Actually, no, I like I like where Mark Henry is. He's probably best there, <laughs> unless he's going to do like a backstage uh, producer role. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Paul White just like nothing. Really, just uh, I mean, and we can also talk about other talent that they've just signed, just to sign. Um, Christian. Uh, they they kind of gave him a huge yeah. Right, right Christian, now, Christian's done more though than than Paul White and Mark Henry. I, this is true. I was just about to say his his his. his uh, Start from with AEW up until I'd say three months ago, he was heavily involved in actually wrestling, and now it's just a like a managerial role with him. Since uh, yeah, did, did he really technically take the place of Marco Stunt? <laughs> he did. Yeah. Speaking of which, he uh, ate he ate the the Mario mushroom. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and when Christian eats the Mario mushroom, he turns into Paul White. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so at least everybody would get some action. Um. That Swerve is just—he's uh, another like ricochet type. I just feel like he—he he had his due. Like, he, he gave him his due in NXT. I feel like of all the people we just talked about in NXT, go figure. He—they gave him shine over there. They gave him a belt. They gave him a group who, who was about to get. Well, they did fucking nothing. They, with? they were. They initially, not initially. They eventually got called up just to get fired. So you know, it, it, he's been given opportunity. Um, I just, I'm just hoping that, unlike Nice, that they give Swerve his his due because he's, he's definitely deserving of it. Uh, tonight, St. Patrick's Day Slam. Uh, so we have uh, Britt Baker taking on Thunder Rosa in a steel cage match. Which, if Thunder Rosa comes out to uh, Thunderstruck, mm. she's winning the title. <laughs> I am, I'm Mark my like, words. I feel like my feeling for what happened at Revolution, which I thought she would have won there. I'm feeling like she's going to win tonight. 
I, I feel like this th- this could have been the match that they had a revolution, but since we're going to get it now, that's so be it. That's fine. I'm not complaining. But to upgrade it to this, I feel like Rosa Ro- Rosa's do also. She's another well because right now and especially after tonight, I'm going to assume uh, there's two people you asso- you associate with the St. Patrick's Day Slam. Mm. And they are Thunder Rosa and, and Doctor Britt Baker. D M D. Why is that? Why do I? Why would I assume or think of t- Thunder Rosa for St. Patrick's Day Slam? Because of their scathing match <laughs> last year, their hellacious match last year. I mean, unless it's going to be tough a, to get out. Unless, uh, is it going to be like a, a lights out match again? In a steel no, cage? It's a steel cage. In, in a steel so cage. really, anything goes. Also, got it. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, uh, someone will swing like a kendo stick through a through a hole in a steel cage or some shit like that. Uh, Singapore canes come flying out of holes and shit. It's a wild women's match. <laughs> Love it. Uh, also want to mention, by the way, that uh, Hikaru Shida uh, on Dynamite in her promo. Is that Dynamite yes. or, or Rampage? Yeah. In her promo basically threatened to kill Serena Deeb. She said, yeah. but her That's last right. her last line was I'm, verbatim, quote, I'm going to cut your head off. Unquote. Yeah, it's all right. So, no, chickens still run without their head cut off. But she meant her hair. <laughs> She meant her head. I'm gonna said cut her hair off. She said head. <laughs> she, I, she said head. I, I I I'm not gonna even get into that, but I but think she, she said hair. She did say head. Uh, so there's, I'm gonna cut your hair off. I'm gonna cut Go your head. Give you back to CM Punk. No, nope. yeah, your hair's gonna come off with your head. <laughs> with your head. Scorpio Sky uh, taking on Wardlow as we mentioned before, and then uh, Adam Cole and Red Dragon uh, taking on uh, Jurassic Express. That should be a good one, and that is happening tonight. And watch for the Young Bucks to align with Hangman. Hangman. Hang- Hangman. Hangman Bird. So there's that. All right. Now that we've gotten to through all that, let's you know, let's bring the, the entire show down. Not that we want to, but we have to. Before we bring the show down, please. But moving on to SmackDown. Yes. I wanted. I have two things I want to talk about. One of them obviously being Biggie, but another one being sure. A certain name that also starts with a B that I'm pretty upset, but at least they gave me a storyline behind it. Okay. What the fuck is a butch? (laughs) God, it really it's when when they said the name, and and we'll get to exactly. It's better than Dewdrop. It is, but they explained it. They they explained it as his nickname. So, um. Just it's 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 so ridiculous. Like the the idea of just the the call ups, and <laughs> I, I'm just I really I'm stunned as as to why they keep doing this. And so let's let's go on here. Uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland were being interviewed backstage, and they keep talking about they talk about uh, their friend Butch and who comes walking out. Think it's me a brand new person. It's Pete Dunne. So now Pete Dunne gets the call up to SmackDown. So I didn't see it. Full disclosure, I didn't see this happen while you did. And so when you texted mm-hmm. us saying, I love WWE and hate WWE at the same time, I didn't get it until I watched that segment. And I completely yeah. understand what you're saying. Because you have Ridge, who's love, and Pete Dunne, who kept I love. His name. And kept, kept his, his name. Funny enough, he kept his name. way less of a tenure in the company. Kept his name. Very weird. Kept his name, but Pete Dunne is now known as Butch, and he looks like he looks like a, uh, like a you know, a British brawler. A Peaky Blinder. Peaky Blinder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks like a Peaky Blinder. Yo, here's the funny part. I'm pretty sure they're all from different parts of the United Kingdom. I don't even know if Seamus is from the UK. Is he from Northern Ireland? I'd have to look that up. God, one of those is not part of the United Kingdom. 
And there's a good chance that he is from one of those. Okay. He's built from Belfast, right? Hold on. Seamus? Yeah. Let's go to deep dive. Let's do his uh, Cabra. I know that Finn Balor is from Bray County, Whitlow, Ireland. Cabra? Cabra? Cabra. Cabra, Republic of Ireland. Uh, Ireland. Ireland. Which one is part of the United Kingdom? Ireland. Ireland. So he is from the UK. Technically. All right. I take that back. Where is he billed from, though? Is he billed from Belfast? Uh, let's see here. Until the 20th Island. The island of Ireland was part of the UK and Great Britain. Is it currently part of the UK? It's only land border with Northern Ireland, which is part of the United Kingdom. Got it. Okay. It shares its only land border with Northern Ireland. And Belfast is in Northern Ireland, correct? Why you make me do stuff? Geography, people. We got to look it up sometimes. <laughs> While you look that up, uh, that being said, yeah, it is, it's the capital is, of Northern Ireland. Yeah. So let's, let's, okay. Let's and I'm per, if I'm not mistaken, Seamus is billed from Belfast. So that means okay. Seamus isn't even part of the United Kingdom, technically. When both Ridge Holland, so Ridge Holland and is from Livers Edge, uh, Livers Edge, United Kingdom. Go on. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, but where in the UK is that? Because they oh, may be all from different countries if you think about it. I'll 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 fill her. Don't worry about it. We're almost done. Birmingham, uh, UK, uh, is uh, Pete, Pete Dunn. Dunn. Yes. That one I know. Okay. That's in England. I know that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if. What'd you say? Liver King Town in England. UK? Liver's Edge. Liver's Edge. That's such a weird name. It really is. It's uh, Town in England. Okay, so the two of them are from England. The other one's not even from the United Kingdom. So we have a new. We have a new. Uh, 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 what was the the group that that Seamus was in with uh, Alberto Del Rio and uh, the United Nations? That's they, not it. That's not it. The <laughs> uh, let's see here. It was Alberto it was something Del Rio. nations? League of Nations. No. League of Nations. Mm, hang on. Which one is from the DC universe? <laughs> and Rusev. <laughs> League of Assassins. It was a League of Nations. It was. It was a League of Nations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always Barrett. got the two of them mixed up. It was King Barrett, Rusev, Alberto Del Rio, and Sheamus. Yeah. And, they, and apparently Alberto Del Rio out of that one. Well, apparently, I was going to say, apparently Alberto Del Rio and, and Sheamus did not get along in that whole, uh, that group. So there's You that. don't say. You don't say. There's that. Anyway, we, we all digress. So he gets introduced as Butch, and so now we have a third in this group. Um, they have a match. Rich Holland and Sheamus have a match against Biggie and Kofi Kingston. Uh, Big E does his dive. Oh, I didn't realize one led into the other. Yeah, yeah. So I forgot about that. If I'm being honest, Big E does a a, a, a tope suicida to uh, Rich Holland out to the outside. They don't even call it WWE, but sure, whatever. Um, but they'll make you they'll make you know that very fast in AEW what that move is. Yeah. Um, he he hits him, misses, uh, and then Rich Holland then uh, proceeds belly to, to belly. a belly to belly suplex. And he didn't quite get all of the suplex, so he. No, Biggie's big, big boy. Biggie's a big boy, and he landed directly on his head, and immediately. No, I, I don't think it was directly on his head. If you know, you watch it. It's it's he's he's literally he, he la- he's up. It's not <laughs> his body. It's not it's not crown of his head. It's to the side, and that's what caused the fracture in his neck because of the, all of his weight came down on the side of his I, head. It, okay, and then fucked up his neck because it looks like it he, it looks like he hit like not the very crown of his head but it looks like he hit like the like top of his forehead yeah like somewhere around here yeah left left right side <laughs> um 
three clicks from the center of your forehead. Three, three, three clicks. So, <laughs> so he, yeah, he, he dropped him on his head, and uh, you immediately see. Uh, so, so uh, Cole makes the comment about it. Um, he looks hurt, and you just see in the background, you see uh, uh, your boy uh, Pat just standing in like in awe. Excuse me, not really saying anything. And yeah. so, and that's how I knew that something was wrong. So something was wrong there. You also knew that he wasn't coming back in the ring. So Kofi had to do it. Had to finish the, the match. And you also noticed yeah. that the match lasted another thirty seconds because there was supposed mm-hmm. to be a whole other obviously end to it. Um, match ended. They go immediately to the Kevin Owens Steve Austin uh, promo. They they throw all that in. Go to commercial. Come back from commercial. Uh, Cole gives a promo for Geico. And while you see the Geico ad happening in the background, you see them wheeling off Big E. You see a group of people in the dark down the ramp wheel off Big E. And you're like, holy shit. Like, this is this is it. And so immediately my thoughts were that he landed, obviously landed incredibly awkwardly, lay, laying on the ground as opposed to someone like... Uh, Use your words. Uh, Use your Mad, words. Mad Cat Moss. Mad Cat Moss. And when he got, go. when he got dropped by by uh, Drew, um, a one up you, Lance Archer. Lance Archer. When he yeah, when he got dropped, but the two of them miraculously got up. Uh, Lance Archer took some time off. Uh, Mad Cat Moss immediately f- got up and finished his damn damn match. So kudos to him. And thank God that he wasn't hurt. But well, they both finished the match. Right, but the Lance Archer thing was more of like a. It seemed more like a Stone Cold. Uh, Owen Hart situation where it was kind of like let's just finish this and you know, end the match yeah. and get the hell out I immediately thought Stone Cold with that because he like had trouble getting up right so so in the WWE 24 documentary it was eventually when, when WWE buys AEW um, <laughs> I'm sorry we'll uh, see we'll see Lance Archer in a backstage interview just go I just couldn't feel my legs right right so, I don't know why I'm laughing but I have trouble processing emotions if people have <laughs> Um, that is something we have so to talk I just about. laugh at everything that is it makes have, it easier on we, me yeah, it's, it's, just easier, it's an easier emotion to deal with uh, we have to work on that with exactly. you so, <laughs> so he was dumped on his head got stretched out um, immediately reports came out that Ridge Holland uh, visited him in the hospital so you know, as you should have since it was it was you that did it um, Drew too I'm sorry Drew too Drew too yes he had, he's, apparently there was reports of a bunch of uh, you know, Kofi uh, uh Xavier all went to uh, to see him. Um, he went on Instagram and uh, Twitter and immediately said that he did not need surgery, thank God, um, but that he did fracture his C1 and C6. Now, in a very slight deeper dive uh, as far as what that means in fracturing. The thank muscle. you, because I did not look that up. Okay. So your C1 through C8, C8, C9, it just goes down your spine. So your C1 is your base of your where does t start the top the what the t what do you mean the t you got like t1 t2 i'm pretty sure that's my that might be the lower go that's on your lower. so c1 <laughs> so all the c's mm-hmm. are in the top so basically there is uh there's a ring on where your head is attached to your spine there's a ring of, of like a cushion basically for your vertebrae that is okay. your c1 on the very top going down just count if you if you look at a, a structure and a map of your spine you're counting down so if top is c1 yeah. going c6 all the way down so fracturing your c1 and c6 so it is horrible and according to their physician WWE physician Dr. David Cho he said and he quotes he quote said 
uh, that C1 fracture, quote, often heals incompletely. And that might spell the end of Big E's WWE career for good. Uh, the C1, this he goes on to say, the C1 fracture is most dangerous as the top cervical vertebrae is a ring and is commonly associated with immediate death or complete paralysis. Thankfully, that's how Dale Earnhardt died. Rest in peace to the intimidator. Sorry, go on. Thankfully, the, fra- the fracture was not displaced and he will not need surgery. However, this type of fracture often heals incompletely and it may mean the end of his wrestling career. This is a Steve the, Austin, right? I'm sorry? This is a Steve this Austin a Steve situation, Austin, right? Pretty much. Uh, well, Steve didn't, yeah. Steve didn't fracture his, his neck, right? He broke it. Did he break his neck? Uh, not with that move from Owen Hart? Yeah. That was a break. I'm, I'm almost certain, yeah. Because, I, I, okay. What, what do you remember it being? I just remember that he, he it was, I thought it was more of like a, I could look it up. I thought it was more of like a, like a sprain to his, his spine that, because he was able to walk out. Like he, oh. he walked out. He remember he had the, no, but if you remember, he goes, as soon as that happened and I fell to the floor, I couldn't feel my legs. Right. Which does also support but then he the eventually, theory of, but then he eventually did. Yeah. But the, the, the numb legs in my, I don't know shit about fuck, but <laughs> in my put, opinion, put that on the hat. <laughs> I don't know shit about that. <laughs> Uh, I can't he, take credit for that one. I will just put it out there. He did, I don't he, want people saying that I'm sorry, he did. Mine. I apologize. I apologize. He did break his neck. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I bet it was a C1 situation, too. It was a C1 gimmick. I drank a C4 gimmick earlier, but, but that's, a different, that's a different story. <laughs> um, but yeah, the first thing that came to my mind was Steve Austin. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, please, please don't. Please don't. Please yeah. don't. And then we got the news. He's like, I can move all my digits. But they right. tell me that my neck is broken, so there's that. There's that. That's so. Let me some way to view life. Let's. let's I, I would never. I would be freaking freaking out. Let's keep. Let's keep. Uh, uh, I'm never gonna walk again. Correction. All that. Let's let's keep correcting myself here. Um. So the match between Steve Austin and Owen Hart, it led to a bruised spinal column. That's exactly what I thought initially. Bruised spinal column and temporary paralysis. Okay. For Austin, so he did not break his neck. Yes. It's a bruised spinal. So that's there so was that. did not break his neck. Okay. Right. Okay. So we've established that. So now Biggie, who did <laughs> break his neck, um, uh, Dr. Choker goes on to say the C6 fracture is likely a compression injury to the, vertel- the, the vertebral body. This likely requires immobilization, but not surgery. One would anticipate a minimum of three month recovery will return to full function and activities for his lower cervical injury. Uh, previously, I worked regularly with WWE as a consulting physician for events and performing surgery. I can assure you the stunts that are executed are real. <laughs> we did not know that already and come with risk, even though some consider the sport to be, quote, fake, unquote. Um, and then, of course, we just wish we wish uh, Biggie the best uh, recoveries. But, yeah, he he is. Um, it's, it's just not looking good to see him uh, back in any capacity. But we've seen we've seen neck injuries edge. We've seen neck injuries with Daniel Bryan. Um Page, who's still out with a, with a neck injury, uh, Nikki Bella, Nikki Bella. So it, it happens where more likely than not, that's the end of careers. But we've seen in those two other names uh, that they've come back and and not only have come back hard, but have thrived in their their second coming of their careers. Um, so yeah, just it, it, it's insane. It's just how quickly things can change in, in a blink of an eye. So appreciate what you got. That's that's my takeaway from this. Appreciate every moment because that that was one of the scariest moments I think I've ever seen in wrestling. In that moment, yeah. of course, because first of all, you're like you're what just watching a match, and of course, Rich Holland being a big guy, of course, you could flip him over his head. Why not? Why why couldn't he? He's done it before. 
So flip them over. But in that moment when you're just watching, like, okay, you're mad, oh shit, it just it punches you right in the face, and he's like, you're like, oh my god, he's still not moving. He's still not moving. They're still not getting up. They end this match too quick. Like you know, as a as a mark, you're like, oh, this is the lineup of things going on. Like the match is going to end. The referee. Uh, Jess, <laughs> ref, ref Jess is going to uh, tell Seamus to end this shit quick so you can get out of the ring. They're going to cut to a promo, um, and that's going to be the end of it. And so, uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Best, best wishes to to Big E in that whole thing because it's still very shocking having watching that live. I think the one thing that we need to take away from this whole Big E situation is that I think Ridge Holland might need to hit the power rack a little more. <laughs> Uh, because he doesn't seem to know exactly how much weight he can handle. Because mm. if you remember Ridge Holland's NXT injury, it was because he couldn't handle the weight of a diving superstar. Now he couldn't handle the weight of Big mm. E and dropped him on his head. Mm. Right. Might want to uh, give consider. a little break to Ridge Holland. Obviously, this shit happens. We know that, but mm. you know, going forward, we might need to um, strength and condition, <laughs> strength coach, and condition. Like, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> With all due respect, let's go. I mean that. They were that wholeheartedly. He could probably, you know, I'm sure he could do it to you. Beat the shit out of me. <laughs> he could probably drop me on my neck. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, he's he's yeah, he's done that before. Yeah. Uh, so he yeah, he was stretched out. Um, he was supposed to have a post show dark match. With Drew McIntyre and Kofi against Sami Zayn, Happy Corbin, and Madcap Moss, obviously that that changed up, um, and then he's obviously not going to be competing in WrestleMania, so that's out the window. Uh, so thoughts, thoughts and prayers with Biggie, um, and e, to, to, from get well E, but get well E, and from one sad news story to another sad news story, um, we it talked about before the the passing of Scott Hall, and. 63 is still incredibly young and scott uh as as all wrestling fans know just had a had a life <laughs> he had a he had a life um even during his career was not the best with his body made a comeback with uh, diamond dallas page um and his ddp yoga um with recovery inducted into the hall of fame he recently fell he re- recently fallen and, and suffered a broken hip and so he basically went in for emergency surgery to perform the repair and a blood clot came loose and he suffered three heart attacks. And that's how in surgery in surgery during surgery. And so that's how he got placed on life support. So it basically came from the, the chain of events started with him breaking his hip and went from there. In, just again, the idea of anything can happen in a moment. And it did like this, this chain of events led to his demise. Um, with through no really no fault of his own and that's just no fault of anyone's really i just it's sad it's just incredibly sad and uh yeah uh it's just i don't know I, this I, one hurt a lot more than i had it yeah that's why i'm kind of like speechless here because i feel like scott hall was somebody that even from way back when i i, I honestly just obviously knew him just from wwe and wwf um as the bad guy but he was the one of the biggest names in professional wrestling from the mid to late nineties. Uh with that that shirt that you're wearing now. So with with the NWO. But even before that, having his matches with Shawn Michaels and the ladder match at, at WrestleMania ten. Um still considered widely as one of the greatest ladder matches of all time. If not if not the best. Um yeah. Uh he as we mentioned earlier in the show 
he was all over the place as far as his, his career. Started off with uh, with uh, NWA uh, in the Florida territory. There, he moved on to American Wrestling Association in eighty five through eighty nine. Uh, had a tryout for a house show uh, in eighty seven. Uh, also had another tryout in nineteen ninety, uh, where he was defeated by Paul Roma, <laughs> of all people. Uh, was not signed by the company then. Uh, he was brought into NWA's World Championship Wrestling by Jim Ross in 1989. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they, were, they were looking to uh, develop new stars, which along with him, they brought in Sid Vicious. They brought in Brian Pillman around the, the same exact time. Uh, Who also congrats to Sid Vicious. Pretty sure isn't he being inducted as well? I don't think WWE has announced it, but I think that's the... Is that the new name? That's the new name. Speaking, speaking of uh, a small side tangent, they were looking to uh, uh, get Scott Steiner in as well. Both Steiners. Uh, the Steiner brothers. Well, I, I just heard Scott. But yeah. Oh, I both? heard both. Okay, both. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, but it makes they, sense since they're, they're trying to fucking put over Rick's son. Uh, who's Rick's son? Braun Breaker. Oh, yeah. Stupid name. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I knew that. I'm just the saying. one who should have been named Rex Steiner. Rex Steiner. They should just say Rex with that. Steiner. That's just a better name. Um, so much better. He went into uh, New Japan for a little bit um, uh, from 1990 to 91. Went back to uh, WCW at 90 to 91, and then started his main uh, run with WWF from 92, and that's where Razor Ramon came into play so basically taken off of uh tony montana and his uh his quotes <laughs> deriving from montana's quote say hello to my little friend say good night to the bad guy he basically just ripped him right off but he made it his own and uh that's where he met up with his click members he had uh, triple h kevin nash sean waltman uh one two three kid uh and they plenty of stories out there as far as them, you know, hitting the road and, and all the stories of the click. Um, uh, one intercontinental championship uh, with WWF. Uh, let's see here. Had the had the match with Michaels as we mentioned before. Had a feud with Diesel, with Kevin Nash. Uh, had the the click moment where they were all at MSG for the curtain call, and uh, that's where he. He left, and if you hear Kevin Nash's story, which was the same same as uh, Scott Hall's, that McMahon didn't really want to match, or that, not that he didn't want to, that he couldn't match uh, the money that Bischoff was throwing at him. So they pieced out and went down south. And uh, you had uh, Scott Hall is one of the most underrated uh, tide turners in professional wrestling. Because he essentially started, he and if you think about it, he and he alone mm. started the Monday Night Wars. He, in essence, was the assassination of uh, Archduke Ferdinand. A little history there for you. Archduke Ferdinand assassinated, started World War One. Got it. Okay. Right. Cool. Thank Got you for it. That history. But yeah, he <laughs> uh, his promo on WCW. Is what started really the Monday Night Wars. May twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six. He walked down the aisle, sat in his street clothes, and 
named him the outsider. Uh, and then two you weeks later. No, my name. You don't know why I'm here. But you don't know why I'm here. About two weeks later, June 10th, he was then joined on the commentary table as he pointed behind Giovanni and Heenan and Kevin Nash walked behind. And that was the start of the Outsiders until I'm trying to get to the exact date here. Bash at the Beach. Bash at the Beach. Yeah, I was trying to get that that exact date. Something 7, 1996. Uh, June 2nd, 1996. There you go. Was it? Are, are, are you saying that or are you, just, you were just guessing? No, that? I, that was just no. a straight guess. <laughs> I was really hoping that I could just guess a couple things and you would have at some point. Uh, let's see here. Uh, bu- bu- July 7th, 1997. No, it's 96, right? 96. Okay. Bash at the Beach. July 15th, 1996. Okay. Anything? I'm, I'm, keep asking you if that was it or you're just guessing those. I'm <laughs> those just things. guessing them so you can look it up. Uh, let's see here. More games. <laughs> so I can look it up, of course. Um, uh, Bash at the Beach. Bash of the Beach, it just says, Yeah, it just says Bash of the Beach, National Hall. Wow. All right, June 7th, June 7th 1996. That's July 7th, 1996. There you go. Oh, fuck, I said 97. God 96. damn it. July 7th, 1996. Done. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so that was the, the formation of the NWO, the, according to Hogan, initially the New World Organization, uh, which <laughs> he was like, uh, no, it, it's order guy. The New World Organization, brother. Brother. Um, and, We're uh, at the Pontiac Silverdome, brother. <laughs> We're at the MetLife. <laughs> We're at MetLife Arena. Uh, NWO a reunion coming back after after WCW uh, folded, coming back to uh, WWE, who brought back the NWO, which that whole reboot was a complete failure, unfortunately to say. Uh, realistically. But it got Shawn Michaels in the NWO. It got, so well, it got Shawn Michaels. It got uh, Booker T and, and uh, who else was in there? It was just weird. It didn't work. It just didn't work at all. And, and they, they knew that too. So they, they nixed that quick. Um, ECW, New Japan back there, came coming back to uh, you know WWE uh, as far as that, the, that WrestleMania with Sting, which was another kind of complete waste. Um, his, his work in, in uh, TNA, uh, very brief. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he was part of. He made. Uh, he, he was at uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling from 07 to 09. Uh, TNA 2010. Other promotions made his return to WWE from 14 to 21 in different uh, uh, appearances here and there. Inducted to the Hall of Fame in April 2014. And I bet he got paid in cocaine from the Juggalos. <laughs> paid in cocaine. Uh, that was. I, I mean that uh, with a. Heavy heart. And there's, <laughs> there's that went went for uh, replacement surgery as we talked about with the blood clot being dislodged and uh, passed away on March 12th in Marietta, Georgia. And uh, I'm sorry, by I'm sorry, though, so uh, that's good. March 14th. I apologize. March 14th. Um, and that was that's it. And uh, I mean, as far as that, that did absolutely no justice to his career. But just the the uh, the idea of the biggest time in professional wrestling was partly his fault and in, yes. in a great way. <laughs> in a great Not way. partly. It is wholeheartedly his fault. Well, he, he, he had he handed it with him. And I mean, you, 
him, Nash, Bischoff, uh, uh, Hogan, uh, you know, switching over. Like the the idea oh, of started with him. It did start with it. Yes, it, it did. Yeah, the the Attitude Era was based on his first appearance. Yes, and again, the greatest time of of wrestling ever. And you you can debate it till you're blue in the face. I, don't, I give two shits what you think because that's it. It is what it is. Like the Attitude Era is still and will always be the greatest era of wrestling ever. Always. And he was he was it. He was the reason why he he, he kicked it off. And because of his appearance and him switching over to WCW, McMahon in a move that had to save his company, his family business, switched over to this darker, uh, more sexualized form of wrestling that took off and kicked WCW's ass because at some point, NWO was all they had in WCW. And they went to that well every single time. And so when you get tired of it and you have this new thing happening over here on this side... Because of what you're doing in your company, WCW, you know, you had to, they had to kind of like switch things up and they weren't able to, they weren't able to fix what they, they and ended up breaking from the inside. And all these, these wrestlers, Bischoff also was the demise too of this because when you build up and you throw money at people and then all of a sudden as Tony Khan has learned quickly and he, he made a comment the other day as far as like talking about Cody Rhodes and, and creative control. You gave everybody creative control. So if everybody has creative control, then nobody doesn't. <laughs> so when you when you're booking a match and like I'm going to beat you and no no I'm going to beat you and do that at some point it gets lost in the shuffle. And if you listen to like Chris Jericho talk about those times where the mid carders would do absolutely nothing because the, those guys like Scott Hall would had all the control, it's, it, it leads to a demise. So because of him, all that long winded statement because of him, you had. The Attitude Era, and it just—it was just great. So, I personally want to thank you, Scott, for what you gave to this business. Um, literally, your, your blood, sweat, and tears. And so, for that, please rest in peace, and we will miss you. I hope you found some peace in the afterlife, Scott. So, and uh, you know, best wishes to his family and friends in, in this time, and. That's that is it. Hogan um, uh, basically said, "I just wanted everyone to know that he's he's in our thoughts and prayers tonight." He and he just passed. I had a real hard time getting my act together and getting over here. But bad times don't last, but bad guys do. And that was uh, Hulk Hogan from his restaurant in uh, Tampa. He made that statement. Uh, Triple H uh, posting on Twitter: "I'm gutted, lost a brother. I love you, Scott. I'll see you down the road." Hashtag buddy system. <laughs> and that was there their name for their, their click when they went out to travel. They always checked on each other. Um, yeah, just a sad week uh, in professional wrestling. Tough times don't last and dreams come true. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> Wasn't that the beginning of it? <clears throat> right? oh, James, so yes, oh, his, you're talking about his speech. His speech, his, his yeah, Hall of Fame speech. Yes, don't yes, last. Yes. And dreams but come dreams true. Dreams come true. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Sorry. Bad. No. It was something. Bad times don't last, but bad <laughs> we get the, guys do. Guys. I butchered the first part we, of we it. Get, we I get sincerely the, apologize. We get the just. <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to get that out. So yeah. Um, that is it. I got nothing else. Um, try to try to get all the the fun stuff out of the way, and then still talk about the sad stuff. But uh, needed to be said, and. Uh, 
respect to him and uh, shout out to Biggie and his quick recovery. Anything else before we head on out to uh, to roam the countryside in our extravaganza day? Shout out Pistol Pete sent us this article about how apparently the Cody Rhodes situation will take place at WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, Meltzer is speculating that the company might do something like what they did with the Hardy Boys when they returned it at Mania 33. Okay. Not announce the Cody Rhodes match until the show has already started. Hmm. So. Interesting. Tune in next week to find out what the fuck is going on with Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Where, as one Where of my favorite computer games from, from, from grade school. Where? In the Where in the world is Cody is Cody fucking Rhodes? Cody. <laughs> Where is Cody Rhodes? On that shout note, out Carmen San Diego though I there, can't say that without saying her name. Uh, on that note, uh, again, grab your beers. What? Throw them up. What? What? Throw them up because what? 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 It is three sixteen day all day. So as we what? celebrate, what? As we celebrate this day. Get your beers. When is that? Uh, you said you ordered the. Uh, I haven't. You have not. I have ordered. to put the order in. Yeah, oh, no, today. I have to put the order in. Okay. I think right. I'm going to get a 12 case and just distribute it amongst amongst yins accordingly. What? Okay. What? 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 Ice cold Bud Light. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> that is it. My name is Chris Mindell. That is the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Please hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Sunday Slam Show, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, guys. Thank you so very much for listening to us and uh, all the bullshit that we spew. Uh, rest in peace to Scott Hall, and we are out. Rest in peace, Razor. What? The Sons of Slam Podcast. <laughs>